Hello folks, this is Larry Schaefer with Living Scripture Daily. Thank you for joining me in my journey of discovery of God's amazing Word. We are going to discuss the second part of God sent a woman. Bloodshed prevented. Have you ever found yourself in the middle of someone else's fight? Well, here's the scene. A rich sheep herder named Nabal speaks disrespectfully about David to David's messengers. Learning of this, David and his men set out to wipe out Nabal, to wipe out his family and all of his servants. Filled with anger and vengeance, David is heading straight into some good old-fashioned sinful disobedience. David is wrong for sure, but Nabal, a selfish and foolish and ignorant man, has brought this upon himself. Well, folks, this, this is going to end badly. The stubbornness and pride of two men at war with each other is going to result in the bloodshed of many innocent people. What is needed is a calming presence to step in and provide influence over these two irrational men. So we are in 1 Samuel chapter 25 where this story unfolds. The story needs a hero at this point. Well, even better, a heroine. The Bible says, but one of Nabal's young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, behold, David sent his messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, and he scorned them. Yet the men were good to us, and they were not insulted by us, nor did we miss anything as long as we went about with them while we were in the fields. They were a wall to us both by night and by day all the time we were with them tending the sheep. Now, therefore, no one consider what you should do, for evil is plotted against our master and against all of his household. And he is such a worthless man that no one can speak to him. The servant there spoke pretty boldly to Abigail, Nabal's wife, about how wicked and useless Nabal was. Well, fortunately, there is one rational and reasonable person in this story. Thank God for Abigail. She is the story's superstar. She's described as being intelligent, resourceful, honorable, persuasive, and even beautiful in appearance. Pretty much the total package. So how did a schmuck like Nabal land such a beautiful and intelligent woman? I'll never know. Well, a funny thing happened to David on the way to Nabal's house. With two hot-headed men on a collision course toward destruction, God raises up Abigail. Nabal's servants hear that David and his men are on their way to seek vengeance. They know that Nabal is a worthless man that no one can speak to. So they go to Abigail. Without informing or including her husband, Abigail takes action. She and her workers immediately gather provisions and set out to meet David and his men. Well, when Abigail meets up with David, David is still fuming with anger. She dismounts and bows before him. In this case... The fact that David is a sucker for a pretty face works in Abigail's favor. Abigail's beauty may have caused David to pause, but it was her words and her character and her demeanor that changed everything. Here's what the Bible says. When Abigail saw David, she hurried and dismounted from her donkey and fell on her face before David and bowed herself to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, On me alone, my Lord, be the blame. And please do not let my Lord pay attention to this worthless man, Nabal. 
Nabal is his name and folly is with him. But I, your maidservant, did not see the young men whom my Lord sent. Wow. Choice words can melt anger away. So a brilliant negotiator, Abigail speaks sincerely and eloquently and persuasively. First, she surprises David by taking full responsibility for her husband's rude behavior. She said, on me alone, my Lord, be the blame. Please do not pay attention to the worthless man, Nabal. I, your maidservant, did not see your men who were sent. Well, when a person takes full responsibility for a situation, it just seems to have a way of melting away anger and tension. That's exactly what happens here. Abigail takes David's attention off of Nabal, and David's rage begins to diminish. Then Abigail makes a statement that must have been like a wake-up call to David. In sales, we call this a presumptive close. What I mean is we begin to speak presumptively as if the prospect has already decided to buy. Listen to what Abigail says. Since the Lord has restrained you from shedding blood and from avenging yourself by your own hand, now let your enemies and those who seek evil against my Lord be as Nabal. Now let this gift which your maidservant has brought to my Lord be given to the young men who accompany my Lord. Please forgive the transgression of your maidservant, for the Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house. Because my Lord, referring to David, is fighting the battles of the Lord, and evil will not be found in you all your days. Wow, Abigail knows the biblical principle of leaving revenge to the Lord. David has adhered to this principle in the past. Uh, Not long ago, when he uh, saw Saul alone in a cave, and David spared his life. Well, here, Abigail reminds David of what he already knows. Appealing to his conscience, she encourages him to follow biblical law. Then, without hesitating, she asks for forgiveness. Please forgive the transgression of your maidservant, for the Lord will certainly make for my Lord, meaning David, an enduring house, and evil will not be found in you all your days. Well, David's heart is melting. I mean, with carefully chosen words, Abigail keeps him from falling into evil. And then in verse 32, David says to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel who sent you this day to meet me, and blessed be your discernment, and blessed be you who have kept me this day from bloodshed and from avenging myself by my own hand. Wow. So how does all this drama end? Well, 10 days later, God strikes Nabal dead. (laughs) And... And then David later marries Abigail. And they live happily ever after? Well, not exactly. Nabal does die, and David does marry Abigail. But happily ever after? Well, Abigail is as solid as a rock, but David, on the other hand, is, lives a life of a volatile mess. You can see First and Second Samuel for the first story. So with all this, how then should we live? Well, Jesus calls us to be peacekeepers, as Abigail was. Yes, we are allowed to be angry, but we are to not sin in our anger, Ephesians 4.26. We are to leave justice to God, Romans 12.19. You know, our world is full of injustice and hypocrisy. 
Uh, it is evidence of the downward spiral initiated when sin entered the earth. Life will never be fair on this side of heaven. Yet, our mandate is to live the way that God expects us to live regardless of how others treat us or how they respond even to our kindness. Lord, Abigail is truly a woman of excellence. May we apply the principles of positive influence that she modeled. May we be peacekeepers, encouraging others to avoid sin and bad decisions. As your servants, may we allow your word to increase our wisdom. Help us live with discernment and humility in our daily interaction with others. And may we do it all for your glory. Amen.